Very low energy. <laughs> low energy show. I am exhausted. I don't know low, about you. Low energy show, baby. I, 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 I feel like I have lifted three tons of snow in the past 24 hours. Yeah, you I, and me both. I think I have. You and me, yeah, it's, it's probably close to three tons. I can't, I, it's, it's unfathomable how much <laughs> snow is out there right now. It really, I can't even put it into words to describe it to the people. It's a lot. Of, I mean, there's you know there are measuring increments that people use usually. <laughs> Do you want to go that route? Or? Well, I mean, even if I said we had two feet of snow here, right. it's hard to visualize what that looks like, especially right, once sure. you once you shovel it and you pile it up in your yard or next to your driveway <laughs> to the point where now it's six feet of snow. You know exactly. I mean? It's like yeah, and then some asshole in Fargo is like two feet. <laughs> That's right. Shut up. Quit your bitching. I know. It's, it's true. I shouldn't bitch because in like, you know, Fargo or in Minneapolis or somewhere, they get this in November and it stays until right. May. <laughs> yeah. It's just like insane. It's true. But it's that's true. on them for living there. I mean, yeah. what, what nobody told thinking? you to live there, Fargo. <laughs> that's right. There, what, are you, what are you coming at Bill for? There are warmer climbs. <laughs> FYI. Oh man, but yeah, it's been brutal. It's been dump- dumping. Yeah, been, the gods are dumping snow on us. Yeah, it was brutal. So those of you yeah. who are not involved in the storm, good for you. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. But we, but, but, but what we have for you today, as a result of uh, lots of hours shoveling, is a low energy show. <laughs> Just a couple of tired guys talking about stuff. <laughs> We're gonna call this one the backbreaker. <laughs> Because that's the one I did with my back broken. <laughs> and and I will add, I'm also doing the show with a concussion. You are playing through a pretty dastardly injury. <laughs> it's just a hole in my head. It's, it's not dastardly. a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal. I, I'm a little dazed, a little confused. But other than that, I, I mean, that's normal, really. But now, so. yeah, now tell us how the injury is affecting you. Ah, waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I mean, you just lobbed it up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, welcome everyone to the Slipshod Pod. Slipshod Pod. Everybody's favorite new podcast. Yeah, I mean, certainly our favorite new podcast. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. My favorite, yeah. Right? Because I don't listen to podcasts, so this is a Is this a better way to do anything? (laughs) Remember when we used to do that? That was fun. I like that. I think we need to work on some kind of a tagline. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm okay with, uh, with you know improving a thing that this is helping you be better at. Yeah, <laughs> that was always fun. <laughs> we, it took us a while to come up with that other one, the the better way and the blah. That's blah, That's right. Whatever. Yeah, it just happened organically. That's right. So we'll just we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll 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 find another one. Yes, I know we will. We oh oh us you and me maybe. Two tired, a, broken back guys. We'll find such it. A sh- on a show where this is not such such low energy. <laughs> Maybe this episode should be called "Broken Back Mountain." <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> That's for sure. Ride on my cowboy. <laughs> so yeah, put your slippers on. Put your feet up. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. What do you got for us today, Zumbo? Well, you know, I always will have an ineptia obscura. Let's do it. When you can't see 
the flora when you're not sure if they'll ever find a cure when you can't tell Dr. Nora from the Torah we won't presume to Sodom your Gomorrah just like to present to you We don't presume to Sodom your Gomorrah. <laughs> never. We would never for, do that. For the record. That's right. Today, buddy, we're unlocking the mystery. At least it's a mystery for me. I don't know if it'll be a mystery for you, but oh. it was a mystery for me, so I went ahead and researched it. The mystery of which way did he go, George? <laughs> I've heard that expression. You familiar with this terminology? Yes, I've heard it in like cartoons. Which way did it go? Which That's way That's exactly did it go? where I heard it too, obviously. And yeah. and 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 it was not, what what stood out to me as bananas was that uh, it didn't matter who they were talking to. <laughs> Everybody was George. Right, which made you think it must be a thing, like it's, it's a, a thing. cultural thing. And boy is it, buddy. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I don't know if I am. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Pullman Porters. Are you familiar with this at all? Okay. Yes, I've heard of Pullman Porters. Okay. The Pullman Porters were men hired to work on the railroads as porters on sleeping cars. Right. Starting shortly after the American Civil War, George Pullman sought out former slaves to work on his sleeper cars. The job was to carry passengers' baggage, shine shoes, set up and maintain sleeping berths, and serve the passengers. Okay. Pullman Porters served... American railroads from the late 1860s until the Pullman Company ceased operations in 1968. Right around the time of the Civil <laughs> Rights Movement. Look at you. <laughs> That's Mr. Connecting Dots over there. Uh, the term porter had been superseded in modern American usage by sleeping car attendant because uh, Porter was, uh, how you say, problematic. (laughs) (laughs) So many of these early, gross, disgusting passengers would call the Porter's boy, Uh Dadoy, or George, after George Pullman. Regardless of their real names, this was an uncomfortable throwback to slavery where slaves were sort of named after their owners. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is so like every worker from the from the George Pullman company. They just called George. It's kind of like George Foreman's children. (laughs) But worse, way worse. I mean, well, yeah, I guess I guess it is worse, although not It's pretty close. If you ask me. (laughs) Depends how much work George Foreman's children are doing for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he shining shoes for Papa Foreman? Yeah, I don't know. Who oh. knows? So, yeah. So, if you just saw a guy in uniform, you'd say, hey, George. Okay. And if you left, if you lost something uh, at the train station or lost a person, you might say, which way did he go, George? Oh, interesting. Now, see, right? I've seen... In in f- movies, old movies, as you know, I like the old movies. I do know that. I've seen many scenes in train stations with Pullman porters, and I've seen them referred to as porter. I've seen someone say, oh, porter, you know, whatever, uh-huh, blah, blah. Sure. But I can't remember ever seeing one referred to as George, although it could have happened, and I just missed it. I mean, are, are you 
Are you saying the, my research is unfounded? No, 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 no. I'm just. Are, are I'm you just... saying that I'm I'm bringing you a fugazi? No. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Not at all. Are you saying that I've brought to you something that is uh, patently untrue? No, I'm just surprised that it, it, I haven't I haven't seen it happen in a, an old movie. But maybe they were sensitive. Maybe the movie guys, which is would be a little surprising, but sure, perhaps. Sure. They were sensitive to it and didn't didn't do. Or that. maybe you just assumed the character's name was George and thought nothing of it. That could be too. It just went by, by me and I didn't even notice it. Just right by you. Yeah, like like white people and racism for decades and centuries. We just <laughs> let that go right on by. Didn't do anything about it. Slip that on by. Right. But I uh, I was thinking about what uh, what how that might translate to some other more contemporary places like if you go into a Sherwin Williams <laughs> and you just call everyone there Sherwin <laughs> Sherwin I'm looking for a blue glossy high gloss <laughs> I need this color blue my name is Nate <laughs> I know Sherwin but <laughs> the point is I'm looking for a high gloss don't don't talk back to me paint guy. You could be Sherwin, or you could be Paint Guy. You pick. <laughs> and third choice is Williams. <laughs> Mr. Williams. Well, it's crazy, right? It's a crazy thing to do. It is crazy, yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, Barnes? What? Noble? <laughs> I'm looking for an autobiography. <laughs> like, what? Are you, everyone there is Barnes and or Noble? Yeah. It's the And the, the term porter. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, Good enough, right? Yeah, it seems okay to me. Like if that were your job, like if I were the engineer on the train and someone said, sure. excuse me, engineer, could you help me with such and so? Right. I don't think I would be offended. And I'm sure it happened that a lot of them, a lot of them just used the term porter. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, maybe you're, maybe travelers from the south to the north <laughs> might throw around a George, <laughs> right. if you know what I'm saying. Right. So, and, and so uh, Bugs Bunny then took this up and uh, made it uh, a thing. That's right. Made it, he did made make it, it hilariously thing. funny <laughs> to white people everywhere. That's right. Yeah. That and left turns at Albuquerque. He just nailed it. <laughs> he nailed it every time. Yeah. I don't want to even know the backstory of left turn at Albuquerque because you know <laughs> it's it's going to be bad. Coming soon to an, an obscure segment near you. I just think it's fate. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Pullman Porters because they are kind of fascinating. Okay. Um. So Pullman uh, also knew that the wealthy were accustomed to to being served by a liveried waiter mm. and or butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and that so the staff of the Pullman cars were taught to be properly humble workers in uniform. Oh, boy. And I think Pullman was like, well, there's a whole mess of folk <laughs> that I can employ. And they they've already been taught taught, quote unquote, right. How to be sort of humble servants. But he, but his aim was to give middle class people an upper class experience mm-hmm. because they they were not accustomed to having waiters or or waitstaff or you know blah blah blah, and presumably to give lots of black folk a job. Well, that's I mean that's exactly what happened. Like, um, yeah, it, it goes on, it goes on and on. They, they, well past even the disruption of the the Porter Company. These men just there was it was among the highest paying job that a black man could have in America at the time. And it sounds so, like so it would yeah. be kind of 
a, a nice job because you're, you know, you're around people with money and you could maybe get a tip here and there. And, you know, the uh, you're in a safe environment and you're seeing the country. And so there's some there's some good stuff to being a, a guy working on a train, I think. I mean, <laughs> to to address that directly. <laughs> Pullman porters often worked over 400-hour weeks. Oh, well, that's not good. And rarely had days off. Oh, well, that sucks then. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I hate that job. But you're like, at least we own a train, ain't we? (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the countryside. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense now that you say that. that That's that's naturally what would happen, right? Because they have no union, there's no representation, no nothing. And then... You're so prescient because they then unionized. They were the first black working union. Hey, good for them. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, this ends with a a very happy story when all is said and done. Thank goodness. I imagine many of those years were very difficult for the Pullman Porters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially I'm sure at the beginning that was probably pretty uh, uh, bad. Pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough on 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 the Porter. Yeah. 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 Right? Yes, and then they, you know, they were carrying all the bags and doing all that stuff. You know, yeah, that's yeah. They, I mean, they, were, yeah, they nonstop uh, serving right. of people on a train car. Hey, do you remember Terry Porter, <laughs> <laughs> the grizzled veteran Terry yeah. Porter? I love Terry Porter. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I loved him so much. That I always say grizzled whenever his name comes <laughs> up because he was the most grizzled player I've ever seen in my I life. I don't think of him like that, but I don't. I'm not. You're also not wrong. I just don't think of him like that. <laughs> like he just, that's even as a rookie, he was grizzled. He was you know, grizzled, he's just yeah. like he had experience yeah. all over his face. Yeah, yeah. He was like, his knuckles were bruised yeah. and he had, was chewing on a cigar. That's right. Yeah. And he was like, come at me, bro. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Terry fucking Porter. And he was like, you never, like I never saw Terry Porter speak, I don't think. I don't even know what his voice sounds like. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, you're like, missing out. I know, but I, I I always thought of him as a quiet guy who just like went about his job and was really good at it. Yeah, lunch pail guy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Isn't that what Schlereth would call him? That's right. <laughs> lunch pail. I don't know why I went Schlereth. Schlereth. Just a talking head. It's a fun <laughs> name to say. Uh, but but I, he's totally, he's one of these lunch pail guys, <laughs> comes to work every day, does his job, you know, keeps his head down, lunch pail. Right? <laughs> Not even thinking about lunch until it's lunch break. <laughs> and I loved that team, that Blazers team. Great Blazers. Of course, team. you know, is one of my favorites with him. My, and, mine too. And uh, Clyde the Glide and Clyde Jerome Kersey. Kersey. And uh, uh, Robinson. Cliff Robinson. And of course, my favorite, Duckworth. Of course, Kevin Duckworth. Kevin You're a big Duckworth guy. You know I am. <laughs> we, we play 2K, I go right for the Duckworth. You, you do. You're Howard the Duckworth. <laughs> Give me a Mokeski and a Duckworth. Cra- you love it. You love, you love a lumbering big man. <laughs> That's what I'll go to my grave saying you that you love lumbering big man. I do. Give me two of them. I'm even more happy. <laughs> you like a lumbering twin tower. <laughs> <laughs> and then throw in somebody who's grizzled. And I'm really happy. It's like a delicious. That was the team for you. It's like yeah. a sandwich. You know, you got to have the <laughs> two lumberers on the outside with a nice grizzled middle. That was clearly the team for you. I love that team too. Often referred to as the Jail Blazers. They, they, we loved them. Yeah, as, oh. a, as a as a people, we did. I think. <laughs> we did. They were so much fun. Right. It was a shame they only got to that one finals, and that they were up against Jordan all those years. Yeah. Who, ironically, they could have drafted. Right. But did not because they had Clyde Drexler. <laughs> That's right. And they wanted right. Sam Bowie. 
And they wanted Sam Bowie, which was the right choice. Everyone said it at the time. Yeah, that's right. It's just tough. It's tough. It is tough. Do we have to call all point guards named Porter Terry's now? Is that what we? Is that something we should do? <laughs> yeah, so Clyde Drexler was like guarding uh, Jordan. He'd be like, "Which way did he go, Terry?" <laughs> <laughs> Terry's too busy being grizzled to know which way Jordan went. That's right. <laughs> you got no time. All right, one for that. last one last thing on on the Porter. Bring it on the Pullman Porter. This is um. Black historian and journalist Thomas Fleming began his career as a bellhop and then spent five years as a cook for the Southern Pacific Railroad. And he wrote, Pullman went on to become one of the largest single employers of blacks in America. And the job of the Pullman Porter was, for most of the 101-year history of the Pullman Company, one of the very best a black man could aspire to in status and eventually in pay. The Porter reigned supreme on George's sleeper cars, but the very definition of their jobs, of their kingdom, Roiled in contradictions. The porter was servant as well as host. He had the best job in his community and the worst on the train. He could be trusted with his white passengers' children and their safety, but only for the five days on a cross-country trip and certainly not anywhere else but on the train. He shared his rider's most private moments, but to most remained an enigma and to some an enemy. I thought that was just a really, really, really well-written little passage about the, the plight of the Pullman Porter. It's fascinating. I love it. It's, right? It reminds me a lot of the sort of like upstairs, downstairs, kind of like these yes. the lives of servants in the old days. And there was like, you know, the, the head butler was a big deal among yes. the servants. But when he went upstairs to the to the real people, he was nobody. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't even yeah, see yeah, him. Yeah. And uh, I love that part about where they they let the poor to take care of their kids on a trip, but certainly not in public or anything like that. I mean, that's, that's right. That's uh, right. It's very Downton. Fascinating. Yeah, very Downton Abbey. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so a, a representative from Amtrak went on to say uh, they they're they're starting a project by which they're sort of commemorating all of this stuff, all of these years of works. So they're 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 making a museum huh. to the Pullman Porters. And the project coordinator remarked, quote, even today, observers are struck by how elegant these elderly men are. When we find them, they are still very dapper. They are men, even at this age, who wear suits and ties daily. Oh. And I love that. That's fantastic. How do you not love that? (laughs) That's really cool. Isn't that nice? That is nice. I'm glad. I I aspire to Pullman Portery. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 400 hours a week, we're going to have to talk. But, uh, <laughs> you but know, the, I could be elegant. Well, sure, of course you could. You got a lot of work to do there, but you could. You could do it if you wanted, if you really wanted to. I mean, ouch. <laughs> I really thought I was like, you know, one trip to a tailor away from elegance. <laughs> Maybe you are. You say no. no. You say a lot of work. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah, you got to you know, go to the tailor and then get back to me. <laughs> and we'll see we'll see where you're at. You said a lot of work. I'll hear that forever. And ever. I'm never gonna not hear that. Well, elegance a high bar in my mind. It is it is. You're so, right. You're right. I would have just as much, if not more, work to get to elegant. Can I live in my delusion that I can put a toe in the elegant pool occasionally? Please do. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure and, you can. You can do it occasionally, right? Yeah. Everybody could. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, on an opening night, somebody might describe me as elegant. You don't know. That's absolutely true. It is in the eye of the beholder, after all. 
That's right. L'élégance. Oh. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there. What? Did you, are you a Frenchman asking for legumes? He spoke French. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like when people speak French. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind it. French is okay. <laughs> but when you're here, why not speak American? <laughs> They say it's a love language. I don't know much about that. <laughs> French is the love language you're saying? It's a romance language, yes. yes. for sure. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. But that character would call it a love language. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Very elegantly, he would call it a love, <laughs> a love language, too. Well, there you go, buddy. That's which way did he go, George? And that was... We got to the bottom of it. We started at the top. We got to the bottom. Thank heavens. That was fun. Kind of like we do on the charts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, sad news, Matt. What do you got? Well, we 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 had a couple of deaths this week of of celebrities. Celebrity some, deaths. Some celebrity deaths. Some actors who we lost at the ripe old ages. I mean, really ripe old ages. Like these were nonagenarians. We're talking about, <laughs> right? Uh, we lost the dear Cloris Leachman, died 94 years oh, old. Oh, right. I did hear that. Yeah. She was yeah. terrific. Right. The Cicely Tyson, who was just a tremendous actress, brilliant, mm-hmm. died at 96. Wow. And just today, I saw that. That is ripe. Yeah, that's pretty ripe. <laughs> just today, I saw Hal Holbrook also uh, passed away at the age say of. Say it ain't so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard this yet. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry to be the one to break it to you. Uh he was he was ninety five. Oh, Hal! Yeah, who? I mean, who will play Mark Twain? <laughs> that's <buddy>? right. <laughs> he hasn't been doing it for a while. <laughs> no, but nobody but has, Nobody's really <laughs> given a shit about seeing Mark Twain in person since Hal Brooks. Hal Holbrook stopped doing it. I mean, Val Kilmer toured as as Mark Twain. Did for he really? Several years. I yeah. did not know that. Oh yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> that's fascinating. Because he kind of has that I'll be a Huckleberry thing going on, you know? It's, like, it's nice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it's real nice. He's, but it's interesting because he's not the guy I would have picked. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, oh, who do you want to see play how you play uh, Mark Twain? <laughs> I don't know that Val Kilmer is at the top of my list. Who? But who would play Hal Holbrook is a better question <laughs> that right. you stumbled into there. I think Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val as, it's going to be a new show called Valhalla. Valhalla? <laughs> it's going to be. Hal uh, Valve Kilmer playing Hal Holbrook playing Mark Twain. I mean, who do I pay? <laughs> who who do I give the money to? <laughs> this needs to happen. It does. It sounds really good. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, the reason I'm on about all of this stuff, uh, what you own about, is because I'm I'm worried about the the nonagenarian celebrities who are left. And who maybe haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. want to take a couple of them, and you and I talk about maybe who should get the vaccine first. I'll have opinions. Who should get the vaccine first? Who should get the vaccine first? It's debatable. Who's inoculatable? Who should get the vaccine first? Always remember with your jingles, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> That's absolutely right. That's just a public service announcement. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, who who do we got? Who are we pitting against each other in a fight for the vaccine? The fight to the death, essentially. <laughs> you know, because yes. at this age, <laughs> getting out of the chair is kind of a battle to the death. Uh, so I got two of them for you. Okay. The the lovely perfect for a fight. That's right. The lovely and uh, vivacious Betty White. Oh, Betty. So close. Friend of the show. So close, Betty White. Who's Friend of the show. <laughs> remember how well we treated Betty White on the Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite program? Of course, of course. Not good. Uh, <laughs> she is a sprightly 99 years old. And still really just making hay out there. Right? She's Getting it done. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, our good friend and animal activist, Bob Barker. <laughs> who's 97 years old. Woof, woof, Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your two combatants for today's dose of the vaccine. Yeah. You know, uh, Betty White started, I didn't know that she she started in radio. Like, that's how old Betty White is. Like, she, yeah. I mean, yeah. She had no choice but to entertain people via radio. Yeah. And ne- it never, I mean, I guess I haven't seen much of Betty White's work since the Golden Girls, which I loved. But she never seemed like out of her element in any way. No. Like even as she gets older and makes these like smaller appearances on things, she still seems like completely like she's running the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even more so like she's you know, the, now she's because she's gotten so old, like every time you see her, you're, you're, you're like intensely fixated on what's she going to do, you know, and she's so she might keel over. Exactly. But she's so with it and so, so present and everything. No, she, she's yeah, truly, she is. That's what strikes you about her every time. Yeah. And she the most recent thing she did was a not maybe not the most recent thing, but the most like recent regular thing. She was on a sitcom called Hot in Cleveland. Remember that? I, I do not. Uh, which she started working on when she was. 88 years old. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, I, I don't even want to be going to the bathroom on my own at 88. And this lady was on a TV show. Starting it. Yeah. And That's she, crazy. And she was on it for five years. Amazing. I know. Yeah. I mean, utterly amazing. The, the longevity is re- remarkable. And then you got your Bob Barker. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, one of the greatest game show hosts ever, if that's a thing to be proud of. <laughs> Absolutely it is. I think. Yeah. I do I do think there's a there's a bit of an art and a technique to doing it well. And um, you know, he made middle-aged people all over America feel wonderful <laughs> while folding laundry. That's not easy to do. <laughs> You're right. You're right, though. There is a there is an art to it because we think, oh, anybody can do that. Anybody can stand up there and read those cards and whatever. But right. if you look at the history of game shows, like how many game show hosts do you remember? Like a handful of really good ones. And the rest it's just kind of fade away. True. Um, and Bob Barker was really good at like keeping one job or one show for a long time uh he was the host of truth or consequences this is before the price is right even started he was the host of truth or consequences for 19 years <laughs> from 1956 wow. to 1975 wow i mean I, I never even heard of truth or consequences and he was he was running it for nearly 20 years jesus i know and uh I guess that's where he kind of gained his his fame and popularity. And then he, he took over The Price is Right. And for a while, it looks like for three years, he was doing both. 
So <laughs> he was doing because he started on the prices right in 1972. Wow. And retired in 2007. Think of those early lapels he was on. Oh. Those things must have been massive. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like and he had the classic long skinny microphone. Yeah, that long like, skinny microphone. I what uh what's the game show where that what am I thinking? Gene Rayburn uh, on the Match Game also used The one. Match Game. Yeah, yeah, that they call it the Match Game microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. microphone. That's like one of the best things anybody ever invented. Whoever invented that, thank you. Because I love it. Yeah. It, it's nonsensical. I don't understand <laughs> why it's so long and skinny, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you, ha- you have to lean into that joke anymore. Like you can't just, you got to really commit. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You really do. Well, what do you think? Who, uh, who's your, well, that, who's your person? You might be surprised to know this is an absolute no brainer. <laughs> All right. And, and not just because Betty White is the only nonagenarian that I would say good morning to in a special way. <laughs> Gross. If you know what I mean. Gross. <laughs> not at all. Not when it's Betty White. <laughs> no, no, that's d- d- delectable. But uh, yeah, this is a no-brainer. This is this is Betty White all day, every day. Really. And twice on Sunday. Okay. And let me just I'll read you a quote. All right. <laughs> and this this will be. This is this is all the evidence that either of us will need. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to think. I hope so. Do you know Diane Parkinson? I do. Yes, I had not brought this up, but yeah, there's some dark <laughs> there's some dark corners of Bob Barker's life for sure, some allegations. In her lawsuit, she said Barker required her to have oral sex with him in his dressing room about twice a week for three and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not funny. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the, what not, happened. No, that's it's not, not funny. What's funny about it. No. I think it's the it's the it's the relative uh, regularity of it and the the time period it went on for for three and a half years. Yeah, that's that's a lot of blowjobs. <laughs> Twice a week for three and a half years. I mean, that's 150 plus blowjobs. 100 and so blowjobs a year. Yeah, right. That's yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not trying to brag here, but Barker's numbers, he's got some work to do. You got to guess the number of blowjobs without going over. Okay. One. (laughs) One blowjob. You guys all overbid. You guys were way high on all your blowjob bids. Blowjob bits. <laughs> Why don't we Fantastic. call the show that? <laughs> Would have been a perfect title for this podcast. Blowjob bits. But yeah, I I I buy every bit of this story. I you clearly have, you're like it's it's alleged, and then maybe that's the safer way to go. I buy this. Bob Barker always kind of seemed like a fucking sicko to me. <laughs> like you just can't be that. You can't be that whole wholeheartedly good natured in front of the camera and not have some dark side. You just can't. And Diane Parkinson was not the only one who accused no. him of stuff. Other models have come forward. And that's true. That's right. And there was also some, uh, in one of the uh, lawsuits, there was some, uh, there was by a, uh, a CBS employee who happened to be African-American who said that there was some discrimination going on uh, at the Price is Right So that's not good either. So, yeah. I, that's I, not good. But that could have come from... 
higher up than Bob Barker? I don't know. Yes. Who knows? However, he was included in the law, the lawsuit okay. or whatever. It was. Well, there you go. So, then. Yeah, there you go. I agree. That's uh, all. That is totally, totally makes him ineligible for the vaccine. Yeah. Agreed. He can he can get COVID, and that would be okay. It more than okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, that'd be. That'd be delightful. <laughs> I mean, you know where I'm coming from here, right? Like, I do. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, we don't want to wish ill on anybody, but th- this guy clearly had done some stuff or is at least alleged it, of doing some stuff that's really not good. It, it's problematic, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> For all the spaying and neutering that you have... <laughs> requested us to do this is this this wipes all that out i mean come on that's right that's right yeah um and if you'll allow me i'd be more than happy to administer the vaccine to ms white myself (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm not gonna stop you she's a legend she is a legend she's fantastic she's earned every moment (laughs) she has she's she's she is a legend and it's like she's one of those people like you can't uh you, you can't not like betty white it's like it's like it's like you, you got it's like ice cream. You can't not like ice cream. You know what I mean? She's she's just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the only, the only people who don't like Betty White are people who don't know who Betty White is. <laughs> right. That's you know? right. And then why are they not liking her? Exactly. Just wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll that's know it. Her. Well, yeah. Well, that's great. What a good one. Uh, well, uh, thank you. Thank congratulations, Betty White. You get to uh, continue your longevity, hopefully, for a Live long on time in our to hearts. come. And in the world. Please. Who should get the vaccine first? Holy vaccine, Bill. Holy vaccine? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's something uh, Dick Grace and the Boy Wonder might utter in today's day and age. He might. Right? Yes. So therefore... Yeah, I, think, I think you see where I'm going with this. Holy guacamole. We're not sobbing. Hail not we ain't sad. We're Robin. Snatching it. And weaving. Y'all like baskets? Holy perfect pitch. Yeah. All right. That was an excellent segue. <laughs> Favorite all-time jingle, by the way. Really? Yeah. It is fun. Y'all like baskets? <laughs> That's some dandy stuff. That's fun. Robin weaving this week. Holy flight plan, Batman. Ooh, a flight plan. Flight plan, that's right. That's nice. Stay tuned for some info on flight plans. Well, who who wouldn't enjoy that? <laughs> I mean, if you want to fly, you got to have a plan. Maybe air traffic controllers Maybe. would be like enough already. <laughs> you know, it's like asking a barista out for coffee. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we do something else. Yeah. Um, but so I finally, I got to the episode where this happened and I watched it. Oh, fun. I did my due diligence. Did you enjoy it? And I got to tell you, I mean, I've always enjoyed this show. I, and I did, I enjoyed it for different reasons at, at this age than I did previously. But I got to tell you, it, uh, that guy that played uh, Robin. Yes. Burt Ward. Burt Ward. That's right. Yeah. He was pretty good. Oh, man, he's fantastic. <laughs> he was really so utterly committed. I couldn't take my eyes off him. <laughs> like, even Adam West is kind of, like, in and out of the scene a bit, you know? <laughs> like, he'll do, a like, a fist in his hand and be like, Robin. <laughs> but he's, like, he's in and out. Yeah. But Burt Ward is fucking locked 
in. The energy that that guy brings to the character is hilarious. I mean, boundless. Yeah, he's just so like he's just like a little ball of fire. Boundless. So much fun. And he's got to wear that little green like you know speedo while he's running couldn't around have been out comfy. there. No, couldn't have been. Couldn't comfy. have been comfy. No, no, no. Couldn't have been comfy. No, not for sure. That was obvious. That was pushing things back up where they, they should not go <laughs> for very long. From whence they had come. <laughs> yeah. So this episode featured the puzzler. Oh, the puzzler. <laughs> a Shakespeare spouting villain. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, actually uh, explains the Holy Hamlet from last week. This was of the same episode. Uh-huh. Just a little housekeeping, a little throwback. Well done. Uh, along, he has teamed up with evil billionaire Artemis Nab. <laughs> Is there any other kind of billionaire? <laughs> I don't know. Is the, I mean, is Elon Musk evil? I don't know. I can't get to the bottom of it. He's at least crazy. <laughs> we can agree on that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. You said billionaire. I said, is there any other kind? <laughs> So our heroes, surprised to find that the Puzzler and Nab appear to be legitimately partnered up, uh, set out to figure out where they are. And the way they do this is through a series of of puzzle clues (laughs) that the Puzzler has left behind. Hence the name. Yeah, but also... Uh, an ersatz riddler right <laughs> that's right yeah i mean it's the same goddamn thing <laughs> it's like they had an episode where they were like we're gonna get the riddler for this one and then they're like they we can't get gorshin into the suit it's too tight <laughs> can, can you riff this one and we'll get to the riddler next week <laughs> uh, puzzler <laughs> What are we talking? Are we talking home by five. We talking jigsaw? What are we talking? <laughs> I don't understand. Puzzler? I don't get it. No, they're all just riddle puzzles. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so one puzzle balloon that Robin took back to the Batcave read, quote, if you knew a hawk from a handsaw, would you know a parrot from a plane? Oh. The first half is a quote from Hamlet. Oh, interesting. You know, the puzzler. He likes to quote Hamlet. He loves it. And the second half assumes uh, that he's referring to Nab's new plane, which is called the Ret Sewer, (laughs) (laughs) and it's having a coming out party at Gotham City Airport. Naturally. That's where they are, so that's where they go. apparently it's a gay plane. (laughs) It's having a coming out party at the airport, like you do. (laughs) I mean... Is that all that means coming out party? Doesn't that doesn't that mean like you're you're grown up, you're grown up, you're all grown up? I guess so. Okay, isn't that a coming out? It used to be a coming out party, right? But I like the idea of him having a gay plane. Gay planes are great, right? That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. They're always getting mixed up with male planes. <laughs> male planes. What? How you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> I just... Do you remember? <laughs> I didn't mean to call attention to it, but you were wincing I still in horrible pain. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> remember before we did the other show and I had a, a like a cramp? Like a, I do. Like a hamstring cramp? I remember you, you practically pulled a hammy just sitting there. Yeah, that, that's that's what's happening right now. Oh, you're getting a little cramp? Big time, yeah. A, big a little hammy, Charlie horse? Not like a hammy. Again, the hammy's the ham- cramping okay. up. Okay, yeah. all right. It's more... That's the goddamn shoveling. 
You want to do some stretches? I'll talk the people through it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, talk them through your stretching. No, talk them through the thing with the thing. All right. The gay plane. This guy's got zero flexibility, so you're off the hook. Ugh. There wasn't much to describe. But yeah, so Batman and Robin, they go to the airport. They see the plane. They That's where they discover the puzzler. The blah, blah, blah. And that's when the plane gets revealed and it's a big party and the nap and the puzzler are there. That's when Robin says... Holy flight plan, Batman. <laughs> like, Which is delightful. Like he does. It is delightful. And I saw, you know, I watched a um, a video of all of the holies that he does, uh-huh. all 290 something of them. And he almost always slaps his hand, his fist into his hand. And if, yeah, he does like a fist yeah, slap. They thing. do a lot of that. That <laughs> seems like maybe you want to try that. This dude is wincing in extreme pain <laughs> from, from having been seated. This is the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> I love everything that's happening right now. Somebody help me. You look me. like you're in so much pain. I am. I really <laughs> am. And you know what happened was it was so, it was the right leg the first time, and then the left leg <laughs> decided to join in the fun. It's, it's never the right leg, buddy. <laughs> so now both legs are cramping. That's fantastic. <laughs> I hope it spreads. Might it spread? <laughs> I don't know. I might have to stand up. My Which... heart is is cramping. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> Look in your heart. Uh, so, uh, holy flight plan, Batman. And then I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to leave this portion of the segment with you. One of the puzzler's riddles. I'm going to pose it to you, and you're going to try to solve it. Oh, I love a it. La the, a la the caped crusade. Oh, this sounds great. Right. I'll try to put do my best, uh, Adam West. Great. I love this. So this was at the airport. One of the puzzle balloons. <laughs> you're super wincy. One of the puzzle balloons <laughs> said, and I quote, what letter is ne'er perceived in the alphabet? What letter is ne'er perceived in the alphabet? So it's unseen. <laughs> uh, it's not perceived. It's actually ne'er perceived. So it's not seen or heard. Little chum, I'm trying or to work smelt. it out. <laughs> uh, which letter is ne'er perceived in the alphabet? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, and then it's not so tough when you hear the answer. You want, sure. You're just going to want to punch yourself in the hamstring. <laughs> I'm going to need to. I need one the- of those things that punches you over... In the hamstring. You know, I'm sorry, the, the new machine they used? To, to all, all you've ever had to do was ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my absolute pleasure. <laughs> Unperceived. No, I, I, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's, 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 a it's okay one. not know. to know. It's a, just, you know, tell me you give. Call uncle on this. Yeah, I guess I give. <laughs> the kind you put in a mailbox. Oh... Uh... <laughs> That is so lame. Ersatz Riddler, you've struck again. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of puzzle is not worth solving? (laughs) Stupid goddamn puzzler puzzles. Are you asking me? Are you asking (laughs) me? No, it's a rhetorical question. I have a few things on flight plans that I thought were uh, incredibly interesting if if you would indulge me. Go for it. All right. According to a 2017 report by the British Airline Pilots Association, 
Among a group of 500 pilots polled, 43% admitted to accidentally falling asleep while manning the airplane. Great. Fantastic. That was 43 motherfucking percent. (laughs) While 31% admitted to waking up from a nap to find their co-pilot sleeping as well. (laughs) So that's fun. I mean, it's a long flight. It's boring. You know, uh, give them a break. That's fine. Uh, Did you know that aviation engineers hurled dead chickens into plane engines? Oh. With something known as a chicken gun. <laughs> I had no idea that they, there were chicken <laughs> guns or that they would shoot the chickens into an airplane engine. Presumably while the plane is running. Is that what the, while the engine The plane is? is running. The plane is running. PETA is on site. No, I'm kidding. These are dead chickens. They're already dead. Oh. They, they stuff them into the cannon <laughs> and then they fire them into the engines and at the windshield of the plane. Wow. Yeah. Just to test to see what would happen if a bird flies in there accidentally. That's absolutely right. Now, th- my big question is, how do I get this job? <laughs> chicken gun engineer. Chicken gun shooter you. guy. How dare they're, you? They're dead, Zombo. Those are dead chickens. They're not Chicken sniper? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be a sniper of chickens. Yeah. No, that's that's wrong. That's not how it does that. Be a sniper with chickens. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Snipe with chickens. That's right. And then, like, maybe I can take the gun home with me on weekends with a couple of uh-huh. dead chickens and, like, sh- shoot it at people I don't like. Is that what you would do? I, just around the neighborhood? Maybe. Or or just keep it with me if I see some, you know, something going down that's not, not good, not legal, you know. Stop right there. This thing is loaded. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a Rhode Island Red in here with your name on it. See that guy? Looks like he's got a hamstring injury. He just shot a chicken into that house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sentence I thought I'd never say. <laughs> but I'm sure you're glad you did. No doubt. Yeah. Chicken. Gun. And that's all. That's all I have on flight plans. Nobody's manning the fucking planes, <laughs> and it's pro- there's probably chicken blood on the plane somewhere. <laughs> Lovely. So enjoy that. <laughs> so soulful ain't it though (laughs) all right so speaking of puzzles and riddles oh i love it i happen to have a puzzle slash riddle pour vu uh and it's one of those ones that has to do with us playing your favorite game zumbo (laughs) movie night theme game butter your popcorn and pull a seat up all right now last week's was a little bit of a softball as you remember <laughs> this week I, I we're going hardcore mult this is the ultimate like in difficulty if you if you get this one this hardcore ultimate like in difficulty yeah exactly okay <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just walked around the word store after an earthquake. <laughs> this one is harder than my left hamstring right now. <laughs> uh, if uh, and I'll make, I'll, you know, we used to play it, all the money in my pocket, and I'll, I'll offer you 
Uh, if you get this one right, it's that hard, and I don't have any money on me. But in my wallet, I do have money, and I'll give you all the money in my wallet if you get this. Or okay, I mean that money is safe, <laughs> as you know. I, I'm terrible at this game. All right, well, but nonetheless, but a but a willing participant. Don't get me good. wrong. And I did uh, work up some clues to try to help get you there. I'm gonna need them if you don't get the, get it right away. Okay, here we I'm go. I'm gonna need them. So get your Twizzlers ready. Get your get your jammies on. <laughs> and here are the three movies you're going to be watching tonight. Great. From 1934, It Happened One Night, starring mm-hmm. Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. Didn't see it. From 1975, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Definitely saw Starring it. Jack Nicholson and Louise Fletcher. And from 1991... The Silence of the Lambs, starring Anthony Ooh. Hopkins and J.D. Foster. <laughs> yeah. Those are okay. your three movies. It happened one night, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and The Silence of the Lambs, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> Clarice. <laughs> you have any guesses hmm. before we start running down the clues? I mean, I'm gonna. I'm processing. I'm processing. This is where you know. Imagine I'm just stretching my hamstring, and you have to vamp for a second. I'm. I'm processing. I understand. It's hard because I know you haven't thought about these three movies as a group ever, and one of them you've never no. seen. That's so right. So it's hard to to figure out what the connection might possibly be. That's right, and one I never even heard of. That's right. Uh, so you know, I'm a. a it's a, I told, and, and this is a tough one. Me. Even if you knew all three movies extremely well, this would be really tough. Okay, okay. Well, then let's start with one of those clues, buddy. All right, let's go to the first clue. All right. The first clue is a group of NCAA Division I basketball schools who compete for the Philadelphia City Championship. That's a clue. Uh-huh. Interesting. The group of NCAA Division I basketball schools who compete for the Philadelphia City Championship. Okay. I mean, that would be the Big East. Close. Okay. <laughs> the uh, Philadelphia City Championship. You're in Philadelphia. You know Philadelphia well. I am well. in Philadelphia. They play you at the Palestra. I mean. You know, they have like a little tournament, mini tournament. Before the big uh, tournament? I'm not a college hoops guy, so I don't uh, really know what this is. All right. I thought you'd get that. You're very close, though. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. All right. Let's, I didn't get that, but let, let's, let, me get, let me get clue number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it all together. That's right. You gotta, I'm Sherlocking. You, I'm, I'm mind-palacing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Clue number two is multidisciplinary achievement. Multidisciplinary achievement. Achievement. Interesting. 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 Multidisciplinary achievement. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, I got. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you're getting at with that, but I'm. I'm making it part of the mind palace. Okay. Okay. You just want more. You want more information. I, I'm gonna need it. All I right. got nothing yet. All right. Here's here's clue number three. All right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> That's interesting. We just got to... We just talked about chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and guns and stuff. And we talked about one of those ESPN talking heads earlier, too. So that's kind of interesting right. also. It is interesting. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. 
I, I my association with that little saying is after a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you were applying it to a group of films. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So that is a, some award. Some some kind of award. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's correct. <laughs> some sort of some award. She said you had some award or. Uh, all right. Uh, so they, I mean, they all seem like they're best picture winners or nomin- nominees at the very least. For sure. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll give you a little clue on clue number one. This is the group, <laughs> the group of NCAA Great. Division One basketball schools. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, there's a certain number of schools that compete in a big blank tournament in Philadelphia. The big... Right. I, I assumed this was the Big East, but it's but like it's the Big it, Ten or something. Correct. It's not okay. 10, but it's... <laughs> but it's a number. It's a smaller number than 10. It's roughly half the, half as many as 10. Did it used to be the Big Ten? They reshuffle these goddamn <laughs> divisions every fucking two years. No, well, this one isn't an official division. Pick a lane, NCAA! <laughs> Killing me. This one isn't an official NCAA division. It's just a group uh. of schools, and because they're all in the Philadelphia area, they do like a local. Okay. They're they're part of this like local group that's known as the Big. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. I can't. Just pick some numbers. Six. <laughs> Close. Seven. The other way. Five. There you go. The Big Five. The Big Five. All right. We got so we got the Big Five. Yep. We got multidisciplinary bullshit. Right. <laughs> and then what and what was the last winner, one? Winner winner chicken dinner. Oh, winner winner chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel further away from knowing anything. Fresh and warm out of the chicken gun. I don't I just I don't know. I know. I just don't As know. I told you, this one is really, really hard. It's a yeah, piece of and trivia. I'm and I'm terrible at this game. So like you put those two things together and what you have here is a stammering, stuttering mess. <laughs> All right. I'll give you the answer then if you're ready. I'm gonna need it. Okay. Yeah. So these are the only three films to ever win the big five at the Oscars. So they swept the best uh, picture, best uh-huh. director. Best Actor, wow. Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. That's uh, a lot of awards. That's right. And they're the, like the five big ones. Um, it happened one okay. night. One Best Director was Frank Capra. Uh, Clark, right. Clark Gable, Best Actor. Claudette Colbert was the Best Actress. And the screenplay was uh, by Robert Riskin, based on a short story called Night Bus by Samuel mm. Hopkins Adams. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's night, nest. Night bus is. I, I, I love that. Doesn't that sound fun? It sounds like I have something I want to see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All aboard the night bus. There you go. Exactly. Right. One yeah. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, was directed by the great Milos <laughs> Forman, who was always so good at taking plays and making them in the movies. And Jack Nicholson won for best actor. He gave a famous speech that year at the awards or whatever. Uh, Louise Fletcher won for playing Miss uh, Nurse Ratched, right? Uh huh. Right. 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 And then the screenplay uh, was by Lawrence Hobbin and Bo Goldman, based on the uh, the play by Dale Wasserman, which was based on a novel by Ken Kesey. Oh, Ken Kesey, a big fan of his. Yeah, there you go. So he yeah. he, he wrote the uh, the novel for that. Fantastic. And of course, Silence of the Lambs, directed by Jonathan Demme, my good friend, 
Uh, best actor was Anthony Hopkins. Best actress was Jodie Foster. And the screenplay was by Ted Talley, based on the novel by Thomas Harris. What what you mean by saying Demi is a friend of yours? Well, because I, uh, I I've 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 met him and I've worked with him and I've uh, I I tell <laughs> I teleprompted for his dad. That's what I mean. What a guy! Nice guy, fun guy, good to hang around you with. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't go around <laughs> saying you worked with Jonathan Demi. <laughs> you can't do Why? it. Why? Why? You because you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him. He came up to talk to me while I was there. He talked. We talked. We, we had a good time. You know, if I you were working in a place that Jonathan Demi walked through. <laughs> you were not working with Jonathan. No, Demme. no, I was working on the same movie he was directing. <laughs> is that not working with him? I mean, I guess it is. But but come on, what? Aren't you putting a little put a little shine on that turd, <laughs> right? You know, like I was. You know, come on, let's. Let's come on. I mean, I try to be humble about it, you know what I mean? But Jonathan, you know, he <laughs> he's very gregarious. He tells everybody, you know, he always wants to come over for dinner whenever he's in town, that uh-huh. kind of thing, you know. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Sure. Sure. Really nice guy. Really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope his dad is still with us and, and doing well cuz he was a sweet well, sweet guy. Since you have his ear, Tell him the remake of the Manchurian Candidate was uh, not so great, <laughs> and that, of course, was the movie I worked with him on. So there you go. That's of course. Well, yeah. that now I know the problem. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the the Big Five thing, the, the most recent film that nearly won the Big Five was American. Ooh, there was a close one. American yeah, okay. Beauty. Oh, nice. I can see that. I mean, so many good things about that yeah, film. Yeah, Sam Mendes, your favorite director of all time. Well, who, I mean, I know what he has and has not directed, if that's what you mean. He makes a lot of Darabontian films. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was the best actor. Alan Ball wrote the great screenplay wait, for that. Old, old, what? Wait, not. Oh, I was going to call him Old Dirty Bastard, but he's a pasty, doughy bastard. There you go, pasty, doughy bastard. Right, that's right, right, right. And the only person that lost was Annette Benning, who's like amazing in that movie. Yeah, she's pretty fantastic. She really is. But she did not win the Oscar. It was instead Hillary Swank for her uh, performance oh, in sure, Boy, sure. Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, tough was, one. Yeah. Tough one not to, you got to give that one to her. Very transformational acting. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So uh, close, but no cigar. But same can be said for you, Zumbo. My pocket, <laughs> my pocket still has a lot of money in it. So, I don't. I don't think anyone would call what I did as getting close. <laughs> well, then you. I was like the Big East, and then I yelled at the NCAA, and then you told me the answer. <laughs> well, then you can have a cigar. Fantastic. Whew. I need all right? something to calm me down. Oh, well, what would you like? I need a little relaxation, buddy. Oh, well, maybe you could like, just go into a zen garden. Ooh. Just relax your mind. Ooh. You like that? <laughs> now that's too relaxed. <laughs> Be like my hamstrings. Tighten up. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> Just no spontaneously way. tighten up without any warning or anything. <laughs> so I, ha- I had this, I had this Gaiku come to me 
on the wispy whims of the wind just today as I was shoveling. All right. You ready, buddy? By the way, this is the Gaiku segment, if we haven't made that clip. Everybody knows the Gaiku segment? (laughs) Well, maybe maybe they don't. Are you doing your best to take all my calm away, aren't you? (laughs) I am the hamstring to your leg. (laughs) It's it's so true. <laughs> and you have hobbled me since day one. <laughs> All right, sorry. So yeah, the guy coup. You got a guy coup for us. Lay it on me. I got a guy coup. Came to me on the wispy whim of the wind, buddy. <laughs> <clears throat> plowman. Oh, plowman. Your work boots, wet and salty. Here's to you, Plowman. <laughs> wow. Huh? That was beautiful. It's fantastic, right? Yeah, really nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, the wispy whim of the wind. That was nice, too, actually. It does what it does. <laughs> it brings you what it brings you, and you get what you get, and you don't get upset. It's inspiring. It just, <laughs> it just is. What can you say? That's awfully sweet of you to say, buddy. No, I like that. That was good. The plowman. Yeah. Yeah. Your work boots wet and salty. I'm, I'm not a fan of the plowman who does our neighborhood because he always plows in my driveway. Well, what do you want him to do? Stop at every fucking driveway and come on. But I, he doesn't plow in the other side of the street. It's the, the, the direction in which he drives well, do, down yeah, the street. They, I mean, that's luck of the draw. <laughs> you don't like it in your house. Move across the street. <laughs> You want Fargo to move to fucking Florida. <laughs> you can't move across the street. Help the plow guy out. Okay, okay, okay. I'll move. Jeez. <laughs> but you don't like him. You don't like this. I, it, it ups, it's ups, like maybe he could reverse his direction every other time it snows. So that uh, I mean, know. it's probably not the same guy. But yeah, you're not wrong. Right. Right. I mean, just is it that hard <laughs> to just drive your 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 route in reverse every once in a while? <laughs> I mean, that's probably really well, hard. Well, not in reverse, but you know, switching just, the direction that the plow funnels the snow is probably relatively easy. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is just drive the roads in the other direction. So you know, he always comes on and goes down one way in our street, and then the, the other way. If he yeah, just yeah, did yeah. It the opposite, then we would not get plowed in every time. Well, yes, yes. I mean, this really is first world problems. It really is. It really is. Yeah. I should take yes, it up with the city council. It's not charismatic of you to be complaining about this. <laughs> True. But that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I complain. It's a non-relatable issue, pal. It's an old man yelling at the clouds. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe put a little sign up <laughs> and be like, plow guy. <laughs> How about blocking in the other driveways? Yeah, and that, That'll be, your neighbors will love you. That's right. The plow guy will certainly love you. <laughs> I'll be the most popular person in the neighborhood. There's no doubt about Next it. Next to that Trumpy guy down the road. Oh, yeah, that guy. We were going to do something to his truck, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we were going to put like fruit put in bumper the stickers bumper, bumper stickers on Black Lives Matter bumper stickers on us. I still want to do that so I bad. I do too. Well, you know, soon we'll all get the vaccine and then you can come up and we can, you know, you can stay over, and we'll sneak out there in the middle of the night, and we'll bumper sticker up his car. Yeah, I got, I got one, and I got one in my in my neighborhood too. I got my, you know, bumper stickers and all that stuff, like my cold dead hands and rebel flags and shit. Ugh. I got that. I could, I could go, I could go BLMs all over that fucking van. Yeah, I, 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 and I'd like to do just like one very subtly where he wouldn't notice, so he like drives around all day with it on there and doesn't know. I love that. That to me would be the best. 
that is more your style. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just want a Pollock, <laughs> Black Lives Matter shit all over this van. Like I want it to be like unmistakable. <laughs> Georgia O'Keeffe might be more appropriate, you know, in this. Ooh. You know, little bit of you know women's lib too mixed in with your black lives matter sure let's get some flower vaginas on that van i'm all for it <laughs> i am all for it whatever we need to do i stand by the river sticks my friend to see this glorious journey and i have one final post to send last words last words last words hear ye the words i spoke just before my neck i broke funny phrase or clever joke last words last words last words that is one fire jingle. Fire. Fire. Famous last words where we talk about the last words of people you may have heard of. All right. Today we're talking about drummer Buddy Rich. Oh, all right. Familiar with Buddy Rich? A little bit, yeah. One of the greatest American jazz drummers. Cool. Bernard Rich. Oh, Bernard. Played with Artie Shaw, Tommy Dorsey. Artie, Buddy, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fellas, you know. <laughs> we would let, that's how they like it, yeah. Uh, nicknames were not the best back in the day. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Schmitty, Jonesy, Jimmy. <laughs> just just, what, just put an IE on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, whatever. Call it a nickname. That's right. Buddy. Bernard. To, I guess maybe Buddy is short for Bernard in some circles. I, I've never heard that. but Or maybe Buddy was just a nickname. Yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows? But if, you're, if your name's Bernard... And you're going to go, buddy? Why not go Bernie? Yeah, I like Bernie. Bernie Rich. That's nice. Right? Yeah. Buddy, My buddy Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> my buddy Bernie Rich. Heck of a drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got Bernie on the skins. You got no complaints. <laughs> He's tight, baby. He's tight. <laughs> He's in the pocket, and he, do- he doesn't come out until you let him out, and then look the fuck out. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, back there on the skins, That's right. setting up his kit, <laughs> right? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, poor old Buddy Rich died just after surgery in 1987, never really came to. Oh. Like, they thought it was a success, stitched him up, put him away, dead. <laughs> poor Buddy. <laughs> but as Buddy was being prepped... For surgery, a kindly nurse asked him, is there anything you can't take? Rich replied, and this turned out to be the last thing he ever said, yeah, country music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Truer words were never spake. It's pretty good, right? That's fantastic. I mean, yeah, let's get into this a minute, because I knew you were going to have this reaction, and I... There's some outlaw country, some early country that I absolutely adore, but it obviously got bastardized and twisted over the years into some commercial bullshit. Yeah. But there is really good country music in the world. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. I'll get Buddy Rich over here. <laughs> Won't even admit that there's good country. I'm talking Waylon, you know? Come on. <laughs> it's just... I'm not into it. It's just not my thing. It may be really good. I'm I'm sure I've just never heard the really good country music because I'm not interested in listening to country music. So, you know. But it, it's 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 practically unrecognizable to uh, your Garth Brooks's, you know, like it's not the same music at all. It just the genre got uh, commercialized. Yeah, which happens, right? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the- yeah. So anyway, I there is there is country I like, and I get it. I hear all you guys all the time. Bunch of guys into like jazz or some other bullshit. They're like country music, <laughs> all on your high horses, That's right. which is ironic because you hate country music. <laughs> get off the horse if you don't like country music. <laughs> what are you doing up there? <laughs> yeah, no, I just never uh, was never a fan of the country. Yeah, music, that's fine. You know? That's fine. I'm talking Waylon though. I mean, I'll go. I'll ride hard. I'll go deep with some Waylon. Like I even like you know you know I love the monkeys and I go you know all the way down into the library of the monkeys to every <laughs> every song I could find. I know you yeah encyclopedic knowledge of the yeah monkeys. and there's you know I can't even take the few like Mike Nesmith really country monkey songs <laughs> are like nope. Get it out of here. Get it out. I don't want it. I don't want to have anything to do with that. So you know, that's that's how much I don't like country music. Like I don't want it around me. All right, but Waylon. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking you if you're familiar at all with his library. Ah, I never been Waylon. I'd like to go Waylon someday. Get some blubber, matey. Hey, that sounds good. And then the Wellerman comes it's, and brings us rum. Wonderful. And it's it's funny, but it's hurtful. <laughs> it's it's funny, but hurtful. <laughs> no, I can't even. I can't even like. Men, I don't even can't even name a Waylon Jennings song. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, there's one everybody knows. The Dukes of Hazard theme. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> yeah. 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 And even that is like meh. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Um, come on, really? <laughs> They're just some good old boys. <laughs> Never mean no harm. Yeah. Beats all you ever solved any trouble with the law. Since the day they was born. Since the day they was born. Yeah, I'm not a fan. They're straightening the curves <laughs> and flattening the hills. Yeah, why are they doing that? Just leave, why wouldn't leave they? the curves and the hills alone. <laughs> what did they ever do to you? They're rum running, man. <laughs> They have to flatten the hills and straighten the curves. (laughs) I always thought it was really, really kind of perfect that during the straightening the or flat straightening the curves. That's when Daisy did her little intro in the in the opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbara Bach and her Daisy Dukes. Yeah, yeah. Catherine. Oh yes, Catherine Bach. My bad. Yeah, I mean. Hurtful, <laughs> insulting. <laughs> we apologize to Catherine and the Bach family. <laughs> but all right, you're not you're nothing. No, no, I'm not interested in country music. <laughs> I really am not. I am too old to take an interest in country music now. I get it. I get. Age. No, I get it. I get it. And y- there's, you know, and there's, there's like, is yeah, there's small mindedness in so much <laughs> country music, and even some racism in sure. it. But like, I'm talking the old stuff, the classic stuff. It's really worth a listen. Okay. Okay. But you don't have. I'm to. not going to go out this, of my way, right. you know. No, I, I, right, right. But maybe I send you something. You'll listen. A song. Sure, I'll listen to a song. Why? Why am I Paul Reiser? <laughs> maybe I send you something. You listen. <laughs> but yeah, maybe like a little homework, and we could check sure, in. Sure, sure. Of course, I'll we'll listen tell the to people a song. what I what I sent you, and you'll listen to it, and you'll have a you'll have a little I'll have a review. I'll have a little review. A sternly worded review. <laughs> <laughs> A tersely worded <laughs> review. <laughs> I don't doubt it, but yeah, be, bring all the terse. <laughs> terse it up. I'd love that. All right, uh, but otherwise, I'm just going to stick with Buddy Rich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
And that's how we do that. <laughs> the whole thing. That's how we do a whole Slipshot pod, folks. That's it. That was it. That's the button. That's the ribbon. That's the yeah. that's the that's the icing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. That was the whole thing. All right. Why? What? What? What else? What? I, mean, well, what else? I just. I wanted. I wanted your thoughts on how you felt about a lazy river, but you know, we could wait. We could do that another <laughs> <Okay>. time. Uh, <laughs> a lazy river. Yeah, lazy river. Like you know what those are? Like you're talking about, like sitting in a in a in a tube. Uh, like a, like yeah, a, you sit in, in a, a, in a tube, tube, some kind of floaty thing, and, it, and you're, you're floating around a, a, a resort of some sort. Maybe the resort of the yeah, like around your hotel where there's a, and a, but there's a bar part of yeah. it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> it's like it's like the country music of relaxing. <laughs> you know what I? That's absolutely. I got. To, I was like, uh, I could find something that Bill would absolutely hate, <laughs> and that was the thing that sprang to mind. <laughs> it's so funny because like I was. This was years ago. My wife and I had like a day off working in this in this resort in phoenix and she spent the day on the lazy river floating around drinking and i spent yeah. the day on the giant water slide just c- continually going down <laughs> climbing back up yeah going down climbing back up going down climbing back up all over and over and over so that's and he wonders why his hamstrings hurt. that's right i my back hurt <laughs> so bad the next day because it kept getting slammed down on the bottom of that water slide like 50 yeah, times you're not supposed to water slide all day oh buddy. it's great I mean, no, it's not. It is. I you prefer a lazy take, river to a water slide? I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but I would have been uh, right behind Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I understand. Mean, I, sometimes I've been on a lazy river and I've been like, I think we need a lazier river. <laughs> 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 this river is not lazy enough <laughs> at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't get into the lazy river. I, I prefer the uh, the high octane, the real exciting, you know, slides and things like that. I'd do that slide with you one time. Like I I do it once. Like I'd get that experience for sure. I like a water slide too. But then I then I'm lazy river. Guy. Okay, I hear you. And I think there might be some like Venn diagram crossover with, with drinkers. <laughs> I think you might be right. Yeah, lazy rivers and people who like alcohol. There's a big crossover. There is. They've even started installing the little drink holder in the inner tube itself. So you oh, you goddamn! Right. <laughs> I get sick of me complaining that I kept spilling vodka on my shorts. <laughs> Plus, I mean, how lazy this! This is a lazy river. This is not a I get to hold my own drink river. This is right. lazy. Yeah. This is not a hardworking river. <laughs> This is not a hold my own cup I'm river. I'm not here to exert effort on this river. In any way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that broke down just about how I thought it Oh, was. good. I'm glad. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm ready to slide on out of here. All right. I mean, let's ride this lazy river home. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts, hit us up on Twitter at SlipshotPod. SlipshotPod. That's right. And, uh, you know, we'll be back again next week with more shenanigans. you goddamn right. We will. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>